Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the What the Sheep podcast. Today, we will be discussing and breaking down episode 95 of campaign two of Critical Role. Guys, we had another cliffhanger of an episode. It seems that mm. seems to be a, a a running trend as of late. Mm-hmm. With um... I blame you, Nico. You made up this podcast name, <laughs> What the Sheep, and like it's like we went through so much critical role, and it was like side quests and just them getting to know each other, and now it's just been like backstory, backstory, yep. huge thing one after another, huge cliffhanger. Where it's just I blame you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the name Seems of the podcast legit. definitely definitely holds true. Um, <laughs> but one thing that I actually want to bring up real quick is we... So in the previous podcast episodes, we've been speculating um, yes. what the live show episode is going to be. And with mm. the very long combat of this episode, they kind of got delayed a little bit from reaching the, the Oasis and stuff. Mm. So I'm thinking that TravelerCon will not be... The live show it'll probably be a, it's now going to be closer to the negotiations probably because next yeah. week is going to be their fight with this this beast and then journeying into the oasis and however long that takes they might not even be able to make it to the well they'll yeah. probably make it to the, the negotiations because it's still three weeks away but yeah. depending on how much they get done we'll have to see Unless so Matt does something yeah. in time, which he doesn't normally do, it will be probably quite a while before they get there. I mean, it was on um, talks, I think, this week where um, Crit Roll Stats had said TravelerCon is 33 days away or 28 days away. It was almost a month. And I was thinking, like, okay, that in roleplay terms is a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of sessions mm-hmm. at the rate these guys move. Like, what are we going to do now? Well, let's go over here and go to the tavern. Mm. They, they waste a lot of time, not really mm-hmm. waste. They have background story development a lot of the time very entertaining yeah. background story development but it takes a lot of time to get through and also where they are at the moment they're not near a city they've gone to this place so that they can move on to the negotiations straight after i don't see them having much downtime in mm. any of these places it's not like they're in a city where they can go around and yeah. do things although we yet so. to talk about the fight they're going into is probably going to have some ramifications uh, yeah. lasting and uh, eternal ramifications but we'll get to that in a minute so so how long off are we from the live show nika you would know uh um <laughs> not next episode but the episode after is the okay. live show oh wow yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah 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 no that's two weeks because we're definitely I don't, we're definitely not getting the negotiation yeah you're, you're right that sounds pretty solid oh, yeah and so I, my guess is the live show will probably be whatever Caduceus has to do next after this yeah. Oasis visit. And um, maybe the lead up to the negotiation. Yeah. Or... Yeah. yeah. The, the, oh, the live show will end in a cliffhanger of the of entering the negotiations. Yeah. I'm kind of excited that I was, I was a little concerned about TravelerCon being at a live show, so glad that it's... You know, it's just starting yeah. to sound... This oh, may sound silly. Nice. But I'm starting to get concerned that the theories that we come up with here may be seen as prophecy. It's it's almost as if, like, by uttering the thought, like, I wonder if this will happen in TravelerCon. If it actually happens, people are going to hate us forever. Just say the weirdest thing that could possibly happen. Yeah. The weirdest thing that could possibly happen. The volcano yeah. erupts and it causes, like, a, a massive... The phoenix comes out of the volcano yeah. and... Oh my god. Hell is released. That's happening. I think it was on on Twitter or it might have been one of you. I don't remember. 
but somebody was like, what if uh, the gods reassemble Vox Machina to come and take down Artigan because <laughs> it, he's like another up, like upstart god, like <laughs> trying to... And like he's not good. He's definitely solidly it's in the not... chaotic, yeah. like... He's yeah. not evil. He's no, just but chaotic they, I... neutral. Yeah. Yeah. In its in its purest form, chaotic neutral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where um, where do you think he was off to when he was like, "I'm gonna go visit"? Oh yeah. Am I getting yeah. Ahead oh. Because I visit an, I old, friend. an like, old friend. And um, it's gonna be Ashy. or Ashy. Yeah. I think uh, it would make sense to me that he would be going to go and try and talk to the Raven Queen because she's the most recent like ascended because oh, yeah. she was a immortal right and then she like she was the most recent god to ascend i think yeah yeah but isn't, isn't she beyond the divine gate so she is, yeah yeah mm. but they they got beyond the divine gate you could probably mm. work it out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. especially with his ability to know. plane shift like he does the the whole mention of the creation of the gate was fantastic with the dick on yeah. the door oh yeah but they <laughs> The, there was a number of like little hints that he said about the door, and he's like, "Oh, yes, the planes are so thin, but it's in one place." And I wonder if he had, there was loads of little mm. plot threads and little things there that he, he was, didn't explain on. He was plane tripping around the place. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved his reveal to the team, though. Oh my god! I know. And <laughs> crazy. Like, wait, who are you? What's going on? What's wait? Hang on a minute. Stop. Stop. Yeah, yeah. They really were just so reactions. they were just so confused and didn't know how to process what was happening and unfolding in front of them. Well, imagine it, you've been told about this person. You kind of like, oh yeah, it's your imaginary friend, whatever. And then they actually turn up. And you're like, oh okay, but you're mm -hmm. not a god. I love Bo as well. It's like I, I want to touch him. I, know. <laughs> yeah. I run up and touch him. That's her first um, instinct. What did you guys yeah. think of, like, before they, that he even introduced himself to the Mighty Nine, of, like, Jester's conversation with him and, like, her reaction to everything he was telling her? Because I feel like you could kind of see a bit of... Well, we saw her at the end when she did go to sleep eventually, like, maybe a bit of disappointment or uh, uncertainty about mm. what had happened. I was like, oh, poor Jester. Mm. But I, I re that first conversation before he even actually went to the minor nine i thought was wonderful like, mm -hmm. chat we're getting a bit concerned about that and saying like oh she's so scared when she's found out he's not a god and yeah. he doesn't have real power and will her power just dematerialize because, mm, because now she doesn't believe in him yeah so but i think she began to come around to the idea of like this is going to be really fun we're going to have a lot of mischief and pranks uh, along the way mm. but and being a more of a, a a leader and instigator in it rather than the follower of yeah. the traveler she's like the high disciple or whatever she's called that was a really interesting thing because skipping ahead very quickly but um in that fight when she went to cast spiritual guardian she was kind of like oh okay well, i'll see if this works sort Ooh, of thing uh -huh. um i thought that was a nice little reference maybe to that of like oh, okay well is this power still gonna actually work but mm -hmm. you know that that conversation was great because you just got to see the traveler who i think I think we all kind of thought it was going to be Artigan for a while, but mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. he seemed like such a stoic and reserved figure and like a protective figure. Yeah. So I think now that he can finally just like, you know, throw off disguise and be himself, you're just like, whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of character. Which is probably also um, a reason for Jester being a bit disappointed and conflicted about the mm -hmm. reveal since 
yeah he's kind of a completely different person now than from yes. what what she was exposed yeah. to so exactly because he was saying like i'm still the same person everything i did was me but he complete he's completely acting differently yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that whole that whole conversation of them trying to work out what a religion is and what it should <laughs> look like and like some of them trying to like lean it towards well if you if you must do this if you have to do this this has to be like like lean it towards good and then the rest of and then the others kind of leaning it towards like <laughs> everything bad about different forms of organized religion like it was just so interesting and incredible to watch them all like bring their own experiences to the table and then like sam introducing like faith healing in a place that you know in a world that has like actual actual, actual faith healing. healing yeah i found it, it interesting really... that um like i feel like caleb was trying to rationalize it a lot mm-hmm. um whether to be like to support jester or he was trying to rationalize it himself but just that conversation of oh it's a cult he's like well maybe it's not a cult and Jester's like no it's a cult it's like <laughs> okay but we can yeah. make it a good cult mm-hmm. <laughs> like what did Sam say? He said a, a cultitunity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a cultitunity. Yeah, it's a cultitunity. Make it good. I was wondering, I was wondering if Caleb, um, sort of like you know how Percy knew a little bit about the Feywild, and mm-hmm. Caleb has yeah. like, like Frumpkin, which is like a Fey creature. I was wondering if he already knows that time is a bit messed up in the Feywild. Like, depending on what happens, you can like. Yeah when you come back, you can jump forward or back in time. So I'm wondering if he's like really sort of legit interested or if he's like oh. playing the traveler a bit. Yeah, I think it might, I think it was more like he's aware of the Feywild. So he probably knew how dangerous an Archfey was and he was just being as careful as possible. Um, and I think also cause Artigan then mentioned how, oh, well messing with, uh, important people messing with like dangerous people is even more fun and i think maybe caleb saw a bit of that thinking oh he could be useful um yeah that's because he yeah because he speaks like sylvan and everything caleb doesn't he so he's got he must know a lot about the Feywild. um yeah i would imagine so yeah yeah matt usually has some plausible way that they know the language and the knowledge that they've got mm-hmm um i was i was mainly interested in um because specifically ford and caduceus their thoughts on artagon completely like because artagon just wants to stop this being like a a godlike figure he just it's not fun for him anymore it's it's too much work having to keep tabs on all of his followers um so he just wants to fully abandon it but obviously that's gonna you know strike a sore spot for caduceus specifically because of his devotion to the wild mother um he's obviously and maybe successfully did sway the traveler to not fully abandon it but create something that will strengthen uh the religion and the followers while not Mm. putting more focus on the traveler his idea being like the story jester's story specifically because jester really is the main reason that the traveler of religion or cult even exists yeah yeah. which is Um, surreal (laughs) yeah so i'm beginning to think that perhaps our previous theory from last week of jester becoming the traveler might actually become true because while the trap while artagon doesn't um want to be this this godlike figure 
but he recognizes and sees the devotion that Jester and possibly the rest of his followers have, he will appoint Jester to take his place. So he will have to be like the main the main focus. Maybe when she gets to level 20 and she's kind of yeah. equivalent to his powers, maybe, yeah. but until then she's still... Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a slow, it'll be a slow grind, yeah. I'll tell you something I was thinking about is, what do you think Artigan's other followers are going to be like? Because there was a bit where he went, mm, they're an eclectic bunch, and so he's like, what does yeah. that mean? Who are they? Where are they from? And what kind of people could he possibly conjure together? Second, we know that the Traveller is one of the banned religions in the Empire, why is it banned in the Empire? What did he do? Because it obviously wasn't something Jester did, because she's quite reasonably friendly mm. terms with the Empire. So who upset the Empire? Could it be somebody that we've already met? Wasn't there somebody that they did meet that Jester met? And she's like, oh, yes, I followed the Traveller. And she was yeah, quite that, surprised. That was um, a knoll in Asarius. So that was in Jorhas. Okay. Well, he's yeah. a potential um, candidate. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool if he was there, because he was like this real, like, grotty old doll. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like that character. But I think I'm, I'm I'm trying to think. I don't think it was banned specifically. I might be wrong. I don't think it was banned specifically. I think it was just not one of the approved religions. Because um, mm. I think there's like, because there's obviously like a ton of religions in Exandria. I think with in the Empire they only have the five approved or is it six approved? Um, yeah. And the rest are automatically banned. I don't think it would have been a matter of we're specifically banning this one. Although okay. I can only imagine they would specifically ban the cult of the yeah. traveler because yeah. it's absolutely yeah. chaos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like you said, they're still cleaning the paint off that statue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Definitely, definitely a lot of a lot of chaos ensuing. I'm guessing that the rest of the because at least I'm assuming that the rest of the followers aren't going to be as energetic or as chaotic as Jester is, since Artagon said that yeah. you know she's yeah. his favorite. So I'm yeah. guessing the other ones are going to be mischievous in nature, obviously, since they are following the Traveler. But mm -hmm. perhaps some of them might be a bit more malicious in their intent. Some some of them might be a bit yeah. more reserved. We'll have to see. Um, but it's definitely going to yeah, it's going to be a mixed bunch. I don't think the Traveler would, based on his nature as we've seen, I don't think he would pick up somebody evilly malicious, mm -hmm. but maybe mysteriously malicious, a prankster, mm -hmm. more of a. a yeah. A ruthless prankster of like oh yeah did you fall over there oh dear did yeah. they leave that banana skin there Oof, look at that um and <laughs> something so that i just remembered uh it was a very minor thing that caduceus said but he he hinted at himself being somewhat of a prankster growing up and that yeah. something happened that made him yeah. stop doing it yeah what, but he, he stopped talking about it. He's like, yeah. yeah, that's all I'll say for now. And like Travis was freaking out. Guys. Yeah, yeah, doing his doing his, <laughs> his backstory sirens. Yeah. <laughs> it makes yeah. me wonder, and I know we'll get to this at the end, but it makes me wonder how long Caduceus has actually been alone for. Mm. Um, because he he sometimes talks about like his relationship with his siblings and growing up, and you do get a sense mm. that he was a bit more lively and um, energetic and things like that. So I'm wondering if he has been alone for really long time so that's kind of caused him to become very um like quiet and reserved oh, and things like that. that's but interesting I'm, hopefully we get to figure that out eventually <laughs> we'll see. yeah we'll yeah and then like yeah when he finally reunites with his family they're like what the heck you're so different now where's that yeah. happy-go-lucky super energetic yeah. nature that we were used to to be fair they did meet him and he had a pink mohawk so he's probably true <laughs> yeah true. that's true 
I'm, I wonder I'm what. I'm really enjoying like watching Talison. I, um, I know like I hope this is true for all critters, but as you're watching Critical Role, you sort of there are people that you like like more or less, or not dislike, but like mm-hmm. you have sort of a character that you enjoy watching more or or whatever, and like. I, I don't think I ever really, really enjoyed, like, Percy as he wasn't, like, my type of character per se. But watching Taliesin, um he's so quick. Like, Sam's quick with, like, mm. comedy. But Taliesin, like, he says these really random wise things mm. in, like, half a second. Yeah. And, like, or, like, I'm sure he'd been thinking about it, but pointing out Jester's, like, the origin of Jester's name. Or um, when when uh, Yasha said, oh no, somebody said you just. Oh yeah, Yasha said you just throw somebody in the deep end, and he was like, yeah, I guess if you want to <laughs> drown them, like, yeah. I just his brain is in, yeah. insane. Like I don't mm-hmm. understand how he did it last week as well with a bunch of things. I, I, I've had yeah. the same thought. I know what you mean. It's almost as if he's read such a repository of knowledge that he's stored it all upstairs and he's he can recite these incredible words of wisdom as amazing one-liners, like the, your secret is safe with my indifference. And everybody kind of goes, what? Oh, that's really funny. That's a really clever way of saying, I don't give a shit, mate, whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's He's got so many of these and he, he just reels them off just really, really quickly mm-hmm. and leaves, he doesn't continue with the the explanation he just says it and waits for it to everybody sink in as they kind of go ah yeah i like that yeah, yeah. that's really good yeah. and obviously us guys that witness it we can see the emotions transpiring and there's no real thought process he seems to go through i think this is where his legend obviously has grown because people <laughs> are saying like well talison was around in the dark ages and as we know talison's <laughs> yeah, from a different plane of existence dream, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, yeah so he is definitely um a very clever man. Like a couple I wrote from what last week were absence is not the opposite of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just off the top of his head. And the other one was, well, if we're going to maybe something, we can maybe yeah. anything. Like, yeah. anyway. I, I just thought that was good incredible. One. Yeah. The, um, anyway. one of my favorite moment of this entire episode was Jester talking to Artagon and saying like, oh, Caduceus, you know, he worships the wild mother. And you know what she does when he asks for help? Like she nothing, does she does end. shit. And Talisman just goes like, yeah, <laughs> just gives yeah. her a look. Um, <clears throat> like, and you look at like Liam, Liam's like, Ooh. yeah, Ooh. he's just like, Oh really? Like that's what you think. War of the gods. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but then he was so support like obviously there was Talison reacting, but then Caduceus was so supportive of her yeah. saying, like, Well, it's it's a bit strange, but we're here to help and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um so good. Yeah, I, I love how she she yeah, she introduced Caduceus to the traveller by saying this is the one who, who listens to the wind. It's the wind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> But, oh yes, I've heard of her. Yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. What's, yeah. Oh, the, it is mushroom. You're right. Good. Good <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm actually really curious to hear what Yasha has to think about about the traveler and how he's making such an appearance. Because with Cord, he's sort of this like, he's like this disembodied rolling thunder that appears every <laughs> now and then. He's never really yeah. manifested. Has he even? Yeah. Have we heard him speak at all? Towards Yasha? 
did he speak when she was trying to break the chains? Was there any oh, words maybe. given or commands given? I'm, I might be mixing it up with like Ukatoa being like, like, yeah, really saw like yeah. a tomb, but I've, maybe. But I think Matt generally describes his input as like feelings. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd have to go rewatch that scene, but mm. maybe. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I don't wrong. think so. We haven't obviously seen any kind of physical interpretation mm -hmm. of him. Um, no. Whereas, like, even at least Melora, we've seen like her hands kind of come down, and mm -hmm. that, that's what I was going to mention. Sorry, I think um, another reason Caduceus is so, uh, um, like, willing to give the traveler a shot because he said, like, "Oh, you've done so much for us," mm -hmm. it's because the traveler helped revive him when he was killed. Um, oh yeah, it's true. That, the wild mother came and helped, but it was still the traveler you know, doing the ritual and things like that. I, I love. There's a lot of comments saying when that happened, the traveler was just like, "Oh God, what do I do? Like, how do I yeah. bring someone back from the dead?" Oh, yeah. Managed managed to find the power to oh, do man. it. So That's I think Caduceus is like, okay, well, he might not be a god, but he's clearly got the power to yeah. do good things. So we can definitely explore it. Mm. Yeah. And while I'm not a huge fan of Artagon's personality in the sense that he's he's pretty egotistical, he's pretty dismissive, um, mm. but I, I feel like it's safe to say that he won't cause any malicious harm to the party because as he's as he said, he just wants to he just wants to have fun. He wants to just yeah. relax, you know, have a good time. He even meant, you know, for someone as, who's been alive for as long as he is, things get pretty boring. So he's just trying to, you know, stir up a little bit of chaos, but nothing to, you know, cause harm or anything. Of course, obviously, spoilers for campaign one, he did decide to strangle Vax, but that was because there was no consequence was to upon. it. There yeah, was and there was no consequence made. to it because Vax was going to yeah. come back was, alive anyways. He was fascinated by the concept, yeah. It's like, I can yeah, strangle you and you will come before. back. It's like, yes, yeah. I, I want to try that. That sounds And I think even his his reaction to it was kind of just like, yeah, yeah, it's all right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I've done it do. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love, I, mean, I love him. Oh, I love Artigan. I think he's great. I love his mannerisms, his design, even, uh, but there's one red flag. I mean, beside, I can one. understand where you're coming from, Nico. Yeah, <laughs> one just one. Flag. I'll get to it in a sec. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from, Nico. There's a bit aloof and a bit kind of like when they said like, so your goal is to spread the lid, make you, He's like, no, it's the exact opposite of that. I want to step away and let them do mm -hmm. it all. It's a bit like, oh, okay, that's a bit abrasive. But I still enjoy his character and the way he's delivered. But yeah. the main red flag for me is why, and I can't understand why anybody does this, but why does he not like the theater? What is it about oh. the theater that is so that upsetting was... that it's crossed from campaign one to campaign two? Vox Machina know that he doesn't like the theater. The Mighty Nine know. So what happened in a theater? I love That's the theater. Not... The theater's great. And Critical Role is a theater of the mind. So why not the theater? That's um. That's end of campaign one stuff. They, they say that in the last episode. Um, the Fae Theater is like a haunted theater where spirits come. And you can get trapped there, and they make you perform in a theater for thousands of years. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did explain it, didn't he, in the after show? Yeah. Uh, so so yes. he's like saying, "Don't go to the theater because you'll be sucked there forever." Because I think they say they went there in like the year of, oh, in the year off, or like they went there at some point and almost got trapped there. Oh no! I think it was the year off because right. I think Vax went as well. So I think it was the year off. Yeah, they tried to explore the theater and almost died. 
Yeah. Almost got stuck. So maybe yeah. maybe he extra hates it because at, maybe at some point he got trapped there. Maybe we yeah. don't know how old he is. Like, he seems pretty old. Yeah. Wouldn't, just, wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I, I'm I'm excited also like just for Matt because he got he had to play some really creepy and weird characters lately. So yeah. Like playing Bo's dad and then playing the hag, mm. Um, mm. just to get to absolutely go full ham like with this character. Yeah. Um, you can tell he absolutely adores it. Um, Did you see that tweet that somebody expressions. <laughs> was it was it you, Alana, that clocked Matt's pronouns on Twitter? He's changed to he him hag. I don't think <laughs> I, was, I saw that, but I don't know what's coming up on the app. But yeah, he no. him hag. Yeah. Perfect. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, um, but I just, I just I just I love the the subtle changes. I mean, obviously they're all amazing voice actors, and like their talent always shows, and it's incredible. But I just want to, just like the, the subtle changes that Matthew did with Artigan's voice from being just the traveler to then switching back to his normal self, where he was more, as the traveler, he was more like professional and mysterious. Yeah. But then as Artigan, you know, he was just being himself and he was more, you know, cheeky and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Where he, he grew into a massive cruise, like, oh, this yeah. is a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. The pamphlet thing. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah, he definitely doesn't have that kind of reservedness of like, mm. or um, yeah. like when Bo tries to touch him, he's like, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, yeah, he's not super cool. Or, or Jester's saying like, he could kill us all now, and he's like, I could, I could, I, yeah. but, but I'm not interested in that. Yeah. So, Another great voice acting moment this episode was um, uh, Bo shrinking. Oh yeah. It was really quick. It was really quick, but the whole cast then had a go. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, that was so good. Man, what um, about Jester's real name though? Oh, Genevieve. Oh, cool. I feel yeah. I feel like she came up with that on the spot, <laughs> but I feel like it works because she was like. But also, but also, I'm not sure because like when they first asked her, she it, it seemed like Laura was trying to like stall to come up with like with like a good a good name, um, yeah. but. It also might not have been on the spot because she used the name Genevieve for mm. um, Oscar, Oscar, and uh, for Tusk Love. She made the, <laughs> yeah. the, the the female's name was Genevieve, I think. I think. Ooh, we need also, to go like, back. Yeah, her mother's name's Ma- uh, Marion, yeah. um, which is kind of an older style <laughs> name. So if the mother chose Jess's name as a baby, Genevieve is not like too far yeah. out of the. Park, yeah. I, I always wonder that. I'm like, why would her mother call her Jester? Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, people pointing out, oh, it's in the, yeah. the clothes handbook. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, which it it be... makes a lot of sense for Molly then. Like, that's really cool with him and his names. Which mm. is then why obviously Talis knew a lot about it. Yeah. <laughs> names are important yeah. to things. Molly left a lot of mysteries behind them. Yeah, uh, I, can't I can't. Wait for the, I can't wait for the end of campaign. I know, <laughs> like, <laughs> just for Talison, they'll just like yeah, unleash Talison, everything we have about. Two hundred questions. I don't think we'll need to. I've, I've got a sneaking feeling that something from Molly is going to be fed back into the story. Yeah, at some I think so. In the future. Well, because there is his whole ritual thing. There is like the old group that he traveled with. Yeah, the mysterious woman. The ritual the burial, the tree, whatever. Kree is still around. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. yeah. Molly's a whole different segment. Yeah. Long may he run. Yeah. Maybe. Tieflings, like, actually have a... I think Tieflings have a thing where they do actually choose their own name. Yeah, it's like a naming. Flavor text somewhere. 
Mm. Yeah, it's in the um, naming rules for tieflings in the player's handbook. It says, mm, it says like, they, um, when they come of age, they can choose their own like, name and identity. Sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah, so Jester's like, oh, it's Jester. Like, perfect. I do, and speaking again to, like, Tao's wisdom, he takes the name Jester, which is so mo often, like, just kind of assumed with the trickster, jokester. Yeah. But he's absolutely correct. Jesters were these people yeah. that would tell truths and they would tell stories and they were often, like, very much, um, like, not revered but like well respected in the sense of uh they had a very important role to play in yeah. telling these stories mm -hmm. i was like damn town like god you're good yeah it was <laughs> a way it was it was kind of a way for um the commoners to understand you know what's oh. going on since on average they won't yeah. be as educated as you know the political officials or the people like within the castle or whatever so it was a way oh. for them to understand sort of what's going on in a much simpler, funny, exaggerated way. Yeah. So. so good. But, um, yes. Um, what is that? Derek and chat. I am waiting for them to come across someone wearing <laughs> Molly Mock's coat. That is going to be the end of that person's life. That person, if they're not already dead, would die in that instant. Yeah. I don't think anybody could actually wear Molly's coat and live. What if it's like a homeless person, like walking past, okay. and it's like, I'm so cold, oh, there's a coat. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. They'd beat up an old homeless person. It'd be very on brand, but still, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but I guess we can talk a little bit about that. The, the long combat that we had oh, um, and yeah. leading up to it. I love, Matt sort of talked about it a little bit, but I love that he puts like little things for the party to potentially yeah. mess with just to see what they'll they do. Will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I was but... in, in the Reddit chat and everyone's just like, just walk away. Yeah. I'm like, it's Marty <laughs> 9 we're talking about here. They're not going to walk away. They're going to yeah. poke and prom and just like mm -hmm. that happens. Exactly. They never learn. No. I was so confused. I was so sure that it had something to do with his family. I'm like, it's funny. Yeah. It's what? It's, what are you doing? It's it's just like it's a path leading to where you yeah. have to go, yeah. and then it's really. I'm still confused. <laughs> that's what. I, yeah. What? I was thinking it like, was like, this was where they buried the people for the stone thing. Like this is how they did it. I was oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's kind of creepy and weird, but that's all right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, no, it's not. It's just yeah. the insects. Oh. The insects. And then, because Matt specifically said that these insects don't look yes. like they're meant to be from around theory. here, um, which theory. definitely raises a few questions. What's your What's your theory? Sorry, I don't mean to announce no, no, it. Like, I have a no, you're good. You're good. You're <laughs> it's, um, but no, because I think he was using cave fisher minis. I'm not sure if they were actually cave fishers, but he did say he had to bump them up and like change them slightly. So oh, okay. they could have just been variant cave fishers or whatever, which mm. are obviously living in caves and things like that yeah. um and those burrows we saw coming from the ground um i'm excited to see after this fight if they go into the cave if there is like an underdark situation mm. in this area um and that might be a way for them to push on some of these episodes fill up the three weeks a bit because i feel like oh, yeah. if there's under an underdark situation here that's going to be so cool the only underdark we've had this campaign was walking through the tunnels to Jawhars, and it's just mm -hmm. like a straight tunnel um, I mean, we've got Spurt, but still. Oh, um, rest in peace, I Spurt. Would, I would love to see 
some underdark stuff again. I, I love that so much. But yeah, the idea that they're, they're in this jungle, you wouldn't normally see them. Well, I'm thinking they've just burrowed up from the ground underneath. Yeah. Cave might lead them to a to a a, a new arc or a new yeah. couple episodes. Yeah. Um, maybe they got scared out because of the like the beast. Yeah. Like or something maybe else. they're not actually meant to be up there at all, and they got scared out. But also, it's called a menagerie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned that, and there are all these animal. There are lots of other animals that are not meant are not jungle animals. Like he kept mm. on pointing out, like these animals don't belong here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what is that? Like it's not just animals who've come up to drink at the pool and have been petrified. There's something yeah. else happening. Mm-hmm. What? What? Um, yeah. What if like the the creature, the 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 bull, the gorgon, was like how the stone family. I'm skipping ahead. Sorry, but okay. how the stone family, like maybe they controlled it or had control of it and then lost control of it. Because I feel like he said some of the statues, they looked quite peaceful and they looked um, like normal. And then as they got closer to the cave, that's when they were getting kind of fearful and kind of um, like like running away kind of statues. Um, I'm, yeah, I just want to see what's inside that cave. I think there's going to be cool stuff. Yeah. What did Harrison say <laughs> that the stone burial was meant to be? Was that meant to be like cans or was that meant to be like, like, yeah that's what i thought the stone one was i thought it was like outside because it's dust was fire like turned to ash clay yeah, is buried yeah. turned to clay stone was meant to be like in the outside in the air which i guess if yeah they like like stone, the like the tibetan air burials where like the hmm. the carrion birds come and like take people away yeah so hmm. maybe that's the creature that like consumes like, Maybe there's something in the water. It's weird. It's Did he? it's extra weird because it's Talison and Matt together, and that's always <laughs> just extra, extra weird. I was yeah. I was thinking because he was saying the water kind of looked like a mirror um, and was super reflective, and I was like, mm. oh, it's a Medusa! Like we're gonna get a Medusa fight. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But no, close. What but, do you um, think the back... red and gold cave means? Yeah. So. So the, he was describing that was like the cave entrance, wasn't it? Like there was yeah. red and gold. gold seams. The like red like the rock and the dust, the piles that they were finding. There's too many mysteries. There's just too many. <laughs> I know. It's just like what is that? What's that? What's that? What's that? And because they That's just the thing. Yeah. got into a fight, we've no idea what's going on. I was kind of worried. Well, I wasn't worried, but I was thinking like it was going to be a similar dust sort of thing where they turn up and it's like oh there's a the family there they welcome you in they take care mm. of you sort of thing i'm super excited that it's not the case I, i'm yeah. not super excited for the cat's family but i'm super yeah. excited that it's like there is actual conflict here um you're gonna have to deal with it i love uh, the way matt explained the statues yeah said like yeah oh yeah they're just like statues some of them are really well carved <laughs> yeah like, they kept mm, failing really their medicine well <laughs> they kept failing all their checks to inspect them so that's just like mm. yeah that's nice mm. what's what's funny is that for me in this moment i was i was a huge fan of the um the percy jackson books um growing mm. up and in the first book the group comes across um medusa in the in the modern world she has like a, a garden gnome emporium and they don't know that it's medusa at first but they're looking at all of her garden gnomes and they're like wow these are so good. detailed. These are so good. And then eventually, um, one of them, Grover, recognizes one of the 
uh, statues as his uncle. And he's like, wait, yeah. this is my uncle. Yeah. And then it's revealed yeah. that this lady is actually Medusa and stuff. So in this moment, when Matt was describing how like perfect these statues were, I was just thinking back to that book. I was like, uh-oh, yeah. this is... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You could tell yeah, that Talison knew what was going on as well. It's obviously, he's such an experienced role player in D and D that he knew that they were petrified. But the, the realization when he realized that it was his family, it was mm -hmm. that was quite a dramatic um, reveal. Yeah, very yeah. dramatic for him. We don't yeah. get to see kind of emotional Caduceus much. Like he obviously he gets a little peeved off and he gets um, supportive, but we don't see him get like sad. Like you know what I mean? Like he doesn't. Yeah get fully sad um and that's probably just the character but even then in that scene he was very much just still on task still on focus which i thought was very interesting i think so i've, I've just been wanting to meet the family so much because i want to see if there is this different side to caduceus if he does have this slightly mm. more emotive um aspect to him and mm -hmm. just in that scene i was like oh no we're going to see caduceus like break down he's like nope he's still like leading the charge it's like oh yeah um I was I just said I thought during Clay's story he said something about the stones laying the dead out on a stone slab for the animals, not turning the dead to stone. Mm. Yeah, it's like an air air burial. Um so like you leave them out and then the air takes them, or like the things in the air takes them. So mm. I think that's probably Mushrooms. Oh, yeah, which is probably because the Gorgon's breath is what petrifies yeah. people and turns it into into stone. So that could be the air that yeah that takes it uh, or it could just be a like maybe that is how they've been doing it just leave the air let things take it like let like the animals take it and then the gorgons moved in um mm. and it's just so happens that it turns things to stone so when they first arrive yeah. it's like oh yeah this is normal oh no yeah. it's not um, <laughs> oh wait <laughs> oh wait yeah uh man but i'm just trying to think any did anything else uh, majorly excited happened in that fight. It was it was a, it was a good fight. Like it was, mm -hmm. it was that kind of a lot of things coming at once. Um, Caleb, <clears throat> Caleb almost went down. Yeah. yeah. Until he went gorilla. Yeah, we mm. haven't had people almost go down in a while. Mm. Yeah. Um, I kind of um, nice. I kind of check out in fights unless it's I like did, an I important one. This we got. It was it was a very long fight. Yeah. Yeah, about yeah, about halfway through, I I I kept it open in another tab, but because um, I'm more of a fan of like role playing and and and, and furthering the narrative and stuff, um, mm. but just like random fights, um, at, when they when they drag on for me, they get a little they get a little yeah. boring. But then, but but as soon as Caleb got low, I was like, uh oh, okay, time to oh, start yeah. paying attention again. This might actually mm. <laughs> this yeah. might actually be bad. Um, I, I feel I'm the other way around. I prefer the combat, but that's just me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I like the role play as well. But I sometimes get a bit distracted when Liam's having a big heart to heart, and I'm like, "Oh, you just shut up and can I?" I'm a bit like Grog. I just like want to have a fight. Oh, okay, like, can yeah. we not just skip to the battle, please? Mm -hmm. Shopping, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of like I. I love combat when I'm playing D&D. &D. Um, yeah, it's, that's, it's that's an exciting. Good monster or creature like i'm fully fully into it but this one i was just like oh yeah it's kind of just a wave mm -hmm. of um low level yeah. things are all the same the the interesting part of that fight was obviously the wrapping in the cocoons but i feel like that didn't fully disadvantage them too much mm -hmm. apart from the actual disadvantage 
but I felt like that was more just, all right, well, you're staying in this one spot. Yeah, it helps um, that most of them are casters, too, so they don't really have yeah. to move around in order to be effective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I found it funny, um, someone was commenting on Reddit saying, like, I found it really interesting that Ford hasn't used Eldritch Blast in so long. Like, is this him <laughs> forgoing his Warlock capabilities for the Paladin? And that was about mm. five minutes before he was just like, yep, Eldritch Blast. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> just doing yeah. it again. I'm like, yeah, no, it's, his sword's better at this stage. Yeah. Um, he's got some amazing abilities now, though. And he's, it's he's cool. Like, yeah. I'm gonna cast them, and I'm gonna cast water breathing on everybody. And you're like, wow, okay. Have you got the yeah. room to do that? You're a warlock. You've only got so many spell slots, but sure, go for it. Why not? That's yeah, gonna be so clutch. The water breathing next episode, mm. if you maintain. Is water breathing concentration, or is it? I don't think no, so. Don't think it is. No, that's gonna be so clutch because I'm fairly certain the creature can't go in water, and it's actually like super weak against water. Oh, um, and, I, and I'm assuming it's it's petrifying breath won't be able to breach yes. the water. Mm. I think so, yeah. But oh. I'm also still I'm also still certain there's something in the water. Because <laughs> yeah. you said you couldn't see the bottom, mm -hmm. didn't yeah, yeah. you? Yeah, Matt was kind of hinting the... that there might be something. Yeah. Something. There's, there. there's always yeah. something in the water. I mean, it's either yeah. the, what was it? Uh, what was the one shot one they did with the the Darrington Brigade and the big duck? Yeah, Duck Thulu. Oh, yeah, Duck Thulu, yeah. Duck, yeah. yeah. Duck Thulu. Always kind of like back. the squid from Wolverines. Yeah. Yeah, um, the Kraken. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Ukato. Ukato is in the lake. In the lake. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's been waiting. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried like about that. that. big. <laughs> the, the, um, the meeting for the peace conference is at sea on ships by yeah. two yeah. factions yep. above where Ukato is sleeping. Yep. Yeah. That. That scares me. He's coming. Yep. He's coming. Mm. Oh, oh, Lord, he's Do you think Travis is going to get more reward? Search no, he's going to get punished. No, yeah, he's going to get... Punished. I feel like... Yeah. I, I feel like he's going to... He might get some dreams eventually, like within the next coming days, where it's just like super ominous like threats from Ukatoa. Yeah. Like him like strangling him or drowning him underwater yeah. or something. It's mm. like go do this now or I will legitimately yeah. kill you. Like, yeah. Uh, but they've been back to Nicodranus once or twice and nothing's happened. That's when he's been the closest proximity to the... Yeah. One thing, yeah. real quick, because I just remembered it. Yeah. Whatever happened to that that elemental being that they freed in the sewers of Nicodranus? Yes! I've been waiting for that for so long! Remember, oh, yes, he, he like, genie. left and was like, I'm going to go free my other friend at Port Damali. The Marriage, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a genie. They can they can give you wishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I'll, I'll, I'll return the favor at some point. Well, he said, oh, like, yeah. come find me, genie. Like, yeah. come find my underwater palace. Because he was a, a king or, like, a leader. I've been waiting for that for so long. Yeah. <laughs> um, Didn't they shut down, he, like, an element of the Nicodranus sewers? They did. Though, yeah. Water. yeah. <laughs> and then he was going to go free his partner from Port Damali. Yeah. Which is like so cool, um, but no, I'm, I'm yeah. That's ah. <laughs> oh. thank Kirley? you for reminding me of that. Oh, Kiralee. Uh oh, should I be having audio? Working? Audio issues, perhaps. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll uh, they'll go retrieve their their wish from yes. uh, from that genie. That 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 might come in handy. 
coming up. I, I'm worried it's going to mm. be like the um the skull from campaign one, you know, the, mm. the gift skull. Mm. I was waiting for that all throughout the campaign, just going, oh, when are they going to get that back? When are they going to use that? Never. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's yeah. a good job. As we know, it's a good job they bloody well did. Yeah. Yeah. I still yeah. re rewatching the Siege of Amman and what bit where Grog's in, like, we need to go back to the castle to get that skull. And they're Let's like, go. why? Oh. It grants a wish. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but no, Grog, Grog, go away. Yeah. We've got dragons to fight. I love that whole development. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember um, when they were out at sea and looking for one of the, the stones um, of Ukatoa. Did they end up killing Dashilla, or did she get away? No, she got away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I but I think remember. she's pretty stationary. I don't think she's yeah, going to be yeah, wandering yeah. from her spot. No, I think what happened to Jemetti? Jemetti? Oh, we don't know. He stayed in Darkto. So, yeah. what's his deal? <laughs> yeah. Why is that element of... Is he, is he a revenant? I'm, yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing he's probably a revenant. And when, when he talked a little bit about his, like, the other work he's done, like when he was in the mines yeah. or whatever, I'm wondering if yeah. that's when he maybe died and didn't have unfinished yeah. business or whatever, and or then was mines brought back. Under where they are now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta go. Or may yeah. maybe he was p a part of the archaeological dig that uncovered the beacon Absolutely. in Pride's Call. Oh, yeah. That's just that's just purely spitballing and taking shots in the dark. That's probably not connected at all. But but who knows? Matt likes to have you know various connections to uh, things. So yeah. yeah, hang on. Has Dunamancy? I know Dunamancy crosses over into multiple magic schools, but mm. does it cross into necromancy at all? <laughs> hey, welcome back. Hey. Yay. My everything stopped working, but I'm back in. Yeah. Yes. Um. I, um I yeah, does Dunamancy cross into necromancy? Because that, if that would be a really interesting concept, is if he's actually a, some kind of echo knight from a different dimension oh. manifested into oh. this one, but is actually That'd an unzed echo. Is hmm. it possible? Yeah. Maybe that's stretching credulity a bit too much, even for Critical Role. It's an interesting. That'd be super interesting if that was actually true. If that comes true, I'm not responsible. It's not my fault. I <laughs> simply uttered that that's thought. On you now. Yeah. No, no. Um, I, I disavow all knowledge. I'm, I'm excited to get the guide so we can actually start looking at the wording of the Dunamancy spells oh, um, yeah. to see what schools each spell is actually associated with. Because mm -hmm. I thought I thought Dunamancy was going to be its own school of magic, yeah. but then Matt said, no, it's going to be in other schools. So, like, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just excited to see which is in which. Because I feel like Dunamancy is very close to Transfiguration, but it's obviously its own thing a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's a necromancy spells. Yeah, I've got a necromancer wizard. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, Just give her all spells. Um, uh, Derek, yeah, Derek, yeah I am. I am super interested in learning more about Vanderin because we haven't really, we don't know too much about him other than that he was, you know, a father figure, captain to Ford, and he did have the sort of fathoms at some point and was following Ukatoa, but then abandoned that because he realized Ukatoa was bad news. Um, but well, I could definitely see Vanderin taking a, family. yeah. Like, but he gave like, up the bad bear. life. He gave up the life and gave it to Ford and went off and did something else. Didn't they contact him by a message and he was like, oh, okay, yeah. tell Ford he's fine. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm relaxing. Yeah. I'm so... just taking care of dead bodies at the Stone family menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
That was my new theory. Yeah. Oh, oh my, it would have been insane. Like as, cause as Matt was describing, like Caduceus, you see your, your family, your father, you know, your sister and all, all these people. And then Ford, you recognize another one of the statues as van I, I think it could happen still like you, you're yeah. saying that like yeah. I, i'm i'm 100 percent on board for this theory that Vandrin's going to be there because it's that whole combination of or that uh connection between ford and cad's storyline and the mm-hmm. influence of the wild oh world. yeah and it would be would yeah be... it would make sense if van because or the reason yes. Vandrin left ah. ukatoa was because he decided to follow the wild mother or because there was some influence there That'd be interesting. Where's my, where's my tinfoil hat? <laughs> yeah. No, no, wait. No, no, but hang on. That would, that would imply that Matt knew that Ford was going to give up Ukatoa's patronage. And he I... can't possibly have known that unless they've had a writer's room all this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, it, it, it's probably a bit of a stretch, but... Yeah. We shall see. That one's on you, Nico. <laughs> oh, that no. <laughs> oh next See? episode it's gonna open with oh and by the way there's a statue yep so come on girls make your prophecies fulfill your fate what is the worst thing that could happen to the mighty nine i've got something i'm saving it for later well, oh go no. on tell the universe your thoughts let us know what Uh-oh. it is it manifest <laughs> into creation and the entire uh, critter yeah we gotta start we gotta start writing down our our like bold predictions like i, I think yeah. our, our first bold prediction is jester becomes the traveler by the end of the campaign yeah. i think that's our yeah. at least at least that's mine okay that's yeah mine. yeah we can go with that do we agree Something like that for sure, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of on board. <laughs> Jester think, equals traveler. Okay. My 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 thing is, I think something's going to go wrong at TravelerCon, and the traveler's going to kidnap Jester to the Fair World. Uh oh. Or like he, because yeah. he, he, or he's going to be like, oh, he's like, I'm done with this. Let's go and like vamp out with her. Yeah. And I have to go get her. That bit when he said like, if I leave, you come with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was would, like, ooh, ooh, yeah, that's a bit yeah. kidnappy. <laughs> yeah, cult. It's a cult. That. Yeah. yeah, I think my prediction is still a little way down the road, but one of the things that I think a lot is that they're also playing around with Caleb, and they're all like seeking out their own, like their own stories, and mm. but what Caleb actually it feels like he wants to do, which maybe I'm making it up in my own head, but pretty much work out a way to be so powerful he can like time travel and not mm. kill his parents like that is potentially really dangerous like yeah. to a lot of people including to everything they have done i don't know depending on yeah. how matt runs that's a, what, that's a campaign ending storyline that yeah. it's like i go back in time so, and prevent it all from happening even if he doesn't do it I think the closer he gets to being able to do it, depending on how stable he is and if he's changed his mind, if they don't make him change his mind, they're going to have to end up, like, stopping him, him. I think. He's potentially going to get very powerful and very Mm one-track-minded and not see the consequences of the spells he wants to do. There you go. There's a tinfoil hat one for you. Yep, that's yours. I've, I've seen some like building off on that. I've seen some really fun theories of people saying, well, and I think it might just be fans like saying, well, this is the best possible scenario. Um, of <laughs> that's a terrible, I shouldn't put on a fan voice. I am a fan. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, putting, uh, the, the theory of, uh, if he does manage to time travel, he goes back 
saves his parents, but still lets his younger self believe he killed his parents. Mm. Um, so, like, he, like, you know, gets back, grabs the parents, teleports out of there. Um, parents are okay in the current timeline. It's just he doesn't realize it until he goes back to save them. Um, he still has all his experiences. He still has all the trauma he went mm. through to get to the point to do it. Um, and I feel like that's the only way the time doesn't get wibbly if if that's and how then he, he does could it. and then he but he does that's that's a little too happy and here's <laughs> and here's here's another interesting thing because then oh man he could <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have gone down they have it's not no we're talking about time travel <laughs> he it would take a lot of prepping but they do have and they are aware of the existence of the happy fun ball. So mm. Caleb travels back in time, rescues his parents, puts them in the happy the fun ball. ball. Somehow, so, or, or or because the happy fun ball is able to mess with time and like speeding up yeah. and slowing down time, he just expedites that that thing yeah. to the present time, and yeah. then his, and then his parents are fine. Or we, he could just keep them in there and you know keep tabs on them. We but. need to contact the writers' room. Right yeah, now. We, like let them know. Ideas. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta call up Ryan. And a campaign right here. Yeah. I guess what I'm I'm sort of going to is that any of these ideas are sort of like are sort like any of these ideas about him saving his parents are sort of I don't know. Maybe it's just me, and maybe it's just the fantasy that I read. But like, they're wrong. Like it's something that has happened. Yeah. So like. It's about moving forward from that thing that has happened. And if he still wants to go back and, like, change it, then that's sort of, like, not He's not getting... had a positive growth, then it's still... Mm-hmm. Is that what you... Yeah. Yeah, like, like if we could change things, that's great. But even in D&D, surely that has huge consequences. Huh. Because otherwise, yeah. if there's no... There's no con- otherwise that breaks the game. Like there's no Raven Queen to go back yes. and change anything. Well, there's yeah. bound to be some kind of table that Matt will roll on. I mean, when they teleport, when um, Essex teleports him somewhere and he doesn't know where he's going, Matt always rolls yeah. on the table and he's like, he had a thirty percent chance of not getting here or seventy percent, yeah. whatever it was. So he's bound to have some kind of table for what goes wrong if you mess around with time, and it's yeah. going to be pretty bad. He's like, yes, your entire party is scattered over five time zones. That's 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 such a good thing though about Matt as a GM because you can tell that, and I'm sure they they would have discussed it when they were beginning the campaign. Like Liam would have said, "This is my character's deal. This is probably what he wants to do." But he, Matt doesn't shut it down completely. He's not like, "No, time travel will kill your character. That's it." Yeah. End the campaign. Mm. He's letting him explore it naturally by saying, "Well, here are the records. Here's what's happened to other people." But it's maybe it's like there is possibility to it. There's the risk. He's letting the character still make that decision rather than just having the DM say, no, you can't do that. Um, or like saying, you'll do it, but you'll die instantly. Like there is still that aspect of possibility. Like it could work. It just depends how they go about it. I felt that way with the um, transformation of not as well. I thought I thought that was going to be like, wait until level nine, true polymorph. Oh, sorry, not level spells, true polymorph. Um, but the way they, like he allowed them to build it and kind of, work on it and i thought that that came about way sooner than i thought it was going to. um but are there yeah. D time spells i haven't seen uh besides like, like wish i haven't like seen slow and haze there's time there's that, yeah there's nothing spe- oh, okay. specifically to go back in time um mm. 
No, they're just like... To, um, to, to undo events. Um, what's Caleb's um, moment of possibility thing? Fortune's favor. Yeah. yeah. You know what and I there's, just... There's also... Um, sorry. You get Nico. Um, I've just been like brainstorming of what potentials that or what potentially Caleb could do instead of time traveling to bring back his parents. And because Dunamancy is such an early school, well, not school of magic, but an early um, magic to this, to this world. Hmm. And there's still so much more to be discovered. So his, his echo ability where he can pull um, uh, himself from a discarded timeline like in obsidian form of himself that he casts, you know, the other episode mm. when they were with the fight with the hag. Essek described it as as um, a fragment of yourself from a different timeline that that did that never happened. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Caleb does the research. What if he's able to go back to his home to where his family was killed and find. So, somehow find the timeline where they weren't killed and pull them from that into into oh. this plane. Oh, into bring them into. Oh, wow. Yeah, that oh. changes it. Yeah, so he's not time traveling. They're time yeah. traveling. Yeah, or not even time traveling. They're just jumping timelines yeah. to one where yeah. they survive. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Well, it's kind of replicating them, isn't it? So yeah, kind of. Yeah, they, they might not be quite the same people. I'm sure Matt will punish him in some way. It's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, your parents come back, they look the same, but then you find out your father is evil and he... Yeah. Yeah, yeah that could be very traumatic. You have to fight your mm -hmm. parents. Yeah. Um, yeah I just yeah, found the spell yeah. I was looking for. Um, it's not so much time travel, but it's foresight. It's a divination spell. And I guess the whole school mm -hmm. of divination is all about... I, 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 played a, I played a divination wizard. That yeah? is so much fun. Oh, portents are so, so cool. Yeah, yeah. He's so like, great. actually, no, that's a one. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the GM uh, hates you. Yeah. Like, I'd oh, like yeah. to farce <laughs> over here. I'd like to know what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, Foresight lets you kind of see into the immediate future. Um, but again, mm -hmm. it doesn't let you travel there. It doesn't let you really uh, interact with it. It just gives you that knowledge so that you get benefits, like you get advantage and things yeah. like that. Because um, we, we messed around with time travel in our game, and I orchestrated so that I knew they were going to go back in time. I kind of set it all of these seeds in motion so that they eventually discovered the means to go back. They went back in time, but they didn't want to come forwards in time. The idea was they went back, fixed something, and then come back to the normal timeline. And they were like, no, there's better magic items here and bigger weapons and massive <laughs> things. We're going to go to this dungeon. I was like, shit, I need them to come back in time. So I had to railroad them basically by arresting them as time-traveling adventurers by the elves. Oh, and, yeah, basically, just, you're not supposed to be here. You can go into prison stasis for a, a thousand years until you're ready to come out again. <laughs> and it all felt a bit convoluted and um, contrived. So yeah. messing mm. with time's really difficult in D and D. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. It makes me feel it makes me feel funny. It just doesn't seem like something. Like, like imagine if he's allowed to do that. Say for some reason, no big consequences. He finds a way to bring back either his parents or his parents from a different dimension slash timeline, whatever, and then that happens. It just feels too perfect. Like it feels like yeah. something that mm -hmm. isn't. My yeah. Critical role. I'd be yeah. happy for his parents ever to come back, and like his growth is that he comes to forgive himself, or his yeah. growth is that he yeah moves on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Which is a I little think... anticlimactic compared to, you know, time traveling and bringing your parents back, but it's it's better for the character, I think. Or I think, oh, you know, not to say what's I think certain members but... of the Cerberus Assembly need to die in order for Caleb. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's for sure. gonna happen. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although I'm really um, worried about the Taldori Council now. Every time they mention yeah, it, time. like, oh yes, you yeah, hear a scream. They're dropping like flies. <laughs> Another one's dead. There's yeah, not many left. You've never seen Allura uh, again. Oh god. <laughs> Imagine if the, Allura's there in the scene and they ask her if she yeah. just drops dead. Oh no. <laughs> like, I warned you. <laughs> oh no. Mm, that'd be so bad. But I just have like, um,. So I listen to a lot of, like, cinematic music and stuff. And there's this one that I listen to um, where I think of, like, Caleb, where he takes more of, like, an evil, dark path with wanting to mm. bring back his parents, where he, like, he completely disregards everything um, for the sake of bringing back, his, bringing back his parents. And I have just, like, this image in my head of him attempting to, like, break through, like, the veil that that will allow him to to try to, to, to time travel but then like it just creates this rift that completely like dis like changes the course of the entire world by opening mm. this like this like time tear um when just like chaos age. begins to ensue and stuff um obviously that still could happen but in my my, my mental image is 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 caleb pursuing this with very selfish and um, not necessarily evil intentions, but the fact that he, he would be dis disregarding everyone else, not even caring about the consequences, is definitely a bit, um, a bit suspicious. I but think, I think yeah, it's something Caleb. No, something big would have to happen for that because at the moment he's very much about sticking with the family. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, um, that's purely like my mental it'd, it'd image of him like, taking a dark not path. Not would have to die or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it would have to die. Mm -hmm. Not at yeah. to both at the same time. Yeah. God, that one's on me. Please, Please. don't. Let no, me. don't. How dare you? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Oh no, it's been spoken into existence. Oh, no, we're all going to live happy, wonderful lives. And they all live happily ever after. And oh, no. Let's let's talk about something happy. Who's going to hook up with who? Just Jester <laughs> and Ford. Jester and Ford. I think it, yeah, I think it'll, it'll probably end up, actually, I, I still don't know if it'll end up being Ford and Jester. Jester like, and Bo. I don't, I feel like Jester won't end up with anyone. Um, I feel like the, it's already. a pretty, like, loveless campaign. Oh, no, that sounds really mean. It's like a pretty, like, relationship. <laughs> it's, a, it's a platonic, campaign. it's a pretty platonic. Yeah. Um, yeah. No love, <laughs> don't have time for no that. No love. <laughs> Wars to stop. My here, all right, here's my here's my hot take. She's gonna meet her soulmate at TravelerCon. There's gonna be someone there that she just falls in love with. Ukatoa. That's gonna be. I'd love to see the list of NPCs Matt's got for TravelerCon. I know he, he has to come up with 200. He has to come up with 200 unique NPCs, each with names, backstories, parents' names. He yeah, must have done this. I, yeah. I saw someone saying they want Will Friedle to guest star at TravelerCon as like yeah. a up and coming oh, cleric and <laughs> like. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be pretty, pretty great. It could be Jester and Ford and Bo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All at the same, the same time. Yeah. Going back <laughs> a sec, you, something you reminded me of. Um, when Jester said, like, am I the best? Am I the leader? And he went, yes. Yeah. For now. So, for now, it, it yeah. The, for I now. Think you might have been like, teasing. Yeah. 
Yeah, but there's obviously that suggests to me that Matt's got characters in mind that are maybe level four, level five, six, maybe. Mm. So yeah. they've, they've got skills, they've got abilities, yeah. and they could potentially Ooh. be challenges. And well, yeah, and they're yeah. kind of setting up like like a display of power from Jester, aren't they? Like saying we're going to tell her story, and then she can display like yeah. what the traveler's given her. I'm wondering if there's going to be other people there. That going <laughs> Wait, to be I can like, do that. I have power too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, one, I one thing. Say, I think, oh, no, no, you can go. You can go. Oh, I was, I was just gonna say. I thought Phil was gonna segue before uh, by saying, "Let's talk about something happy." Cad's family. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, but uh, <laughs> what, what were you gonna say? Oh, what guests yeah. would you like for TravelerCon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, Will yeah. Fidel and. Hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, Will Wheaton. Oh yeah, yeah. We can if, if not just for the roles. Yeah, I love Will. I think he's great, but that's because I'm a big Star Trek fan. Yeah, I liked him as uh, Ron Stoppable from from Kim Possible, that cartoon Ooh. back in the back in the day. Um, um the other thing that yeah. uh, I had Will down Friedel, in my notes, not Will only, the last thing I had down was that uh, Sam just like made up a mechanic. Um, because I'm a DM, that's the type of thing that I really noticed, and he accidentally rolled. He accidentally rolled advantage when he shouldn't have. And so he was like, oh, well, I'll just take the average. And so he just averaged the two dice that he rolled. <laughs> so, like, what would you call yeah. that? Roll twice and take the average? What, like, that's a, that's a, I've never heard, that's a brand new mechanic, right? Like, he didn't do it on purpose. He was just doing it because he, he was like, oh, I'll just take the average. But yeah. that could be a mechanic, kind of like the double disadvantage mechanic. Like, roll t twice and take the average is sort of like not as bad as disadvantage but it's there are still gm like... mechanics like that just to slim down the amount of dice that you have to roll is like if you're rolling for an npc with disadvantage you just deduct five from one dice or if you're rolling with advantage you add five to whatever the dice roll is so you're not always rolling two oh. dice mm. um, yeah middle middle it's not really advantage it's it's still disadvantage middle vidge middle vidge yeah that's what we'll call it <laughs> <laughs> Middle vision. I'm drunk. Don't come up with that. <laughs> um, more coffee. I would definitely like to see Twiggy back at some point. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if oh, she like yeah. if she made an appearance at Traveler yeah. Con. Yeah. So she has a very chaotic She's in the vicinity, isn't she? She's the most suited. Yeah, she is in the vicinity. Um, that's mm. a good. That's oh, a good thought, um, Derek and Chat. Thank you. Yeah, I could definitely see her yeah, coming back. Call. Even I if, even if that's his prediction. Yeah, but, yep. Jack, a Jack Sparrow kind of position of like on her own little ship floating along going, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, so imagine if like she turns up to TravelCon and they're like, oh, you follow Traveler. The Traveler, she's like, no, I follow this new deity. He's called Ukotoa. Oh, have you all these cool powers? Yeah, I, I got him right here. He's with me. He's right over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, well, she was a rogue, wasn't she? Yeah, Arcane yeah. Trickster. Yeah. But she had like personality traits of like both not and Jester, yeah. which was very much in line yeah. with both of them. Mm -hmm. Was that a sad oh. dog I hear? Yeah. Oh no. Uh, yeah, that's my husband coming home and my dog being excited about it. Oh, <laughs> amazing! That's so cute. Um, what kind of dog have you got? Well, I hope we're oh, oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Oh, hello. Hello. This, this is a dog podcast now. Yeah. What's, what's your dog called? <laughs> Uh, this is Hoot. She's a um, Kelpie cross a Wolfhound. She's like a RSPCA dog. Wow. Anyway. Let's see. Hey, Hoot. 
How old is? Um, but yeah, she? she's normally sitting she? under my feet under the desk. Oh, oh yes, give, give, give me so some love. Cute. Yes, lick that face. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, amazing. Oh. Um, so should we talk about cat's family? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And what's <laughs> bring it down? What's what, what's depressing is is like Matt's you know sort of closing words to Talos now. He's like. I mean, there, there's a reason why they were never getting yeah. back to you. Oh, oh. man. Just stabbing uh, it in and twist it. Yeah. No, that was, um, that was Oh, and, it, and now, and now it makes even, even more sense. Um, cause when, uh, Caduceus yeah. communed with the wild mother and asked, you know, is there anyone waiting for me? And it was like a yes, but like, a like, um, not a, like a confirmed yes. This makes there sense is, now because they are. See. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, Melora in the wind. She does yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I love it's... the way Matt built up to the reveal of uh, like you recognize your father and you recognize. Oh, Tell he, he yeah. wanted to deliver it and he was just waiting. Yeah. That perception check of thirty in order to see. Yeah. It. <gasps> You yeah. see everything in high definition, including your family in stone. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the description of um, like his sister, slightly like at an awkward angle, and his father yeah. trying to pull him back. Trying to decipher the what happened occurred here. What happened? What happened? Yeah. On the on the bright and... side, they can be saved. They just need to drop some greater restoration spells. They they can also be damaged by rampaging bulls. Mm. True. Also I believe true. if you petrified, you have resistance to all forms of damage apart from bludgeoning. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, oh, there is, there is something the like that. Yeah. 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 That is, that's oh, why I think you say at the end, like, let's move away. We need to move away. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I can absolutely right. see Matt has a page of notes just saying, well, if it rampages in this direction, I'm going to roll a die to see which family member it destroys. Oh, no. <laughs> make, Cad oh. make Talison roll for it. Roll a D6. Oh my god, yeah, roll a D6. Yep. <laughs> oh no. If you had to choose though between one of the stone <laughs> family or one of the mighty nine, that's to not really petrified. a question. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering if we are gonna get some some petrified because I haven't fought anything like this yet. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, the monster card for it, and the DC yeah. is pretty low. I think it's only like a twelve or a thirteen yeah. that they have to save against, but they cancel well, roll. If, but, but if they if they fail against it, it starts to take yeah. effect. And if they and fail again, twice. then it's then, then they're petrified. Then still, yeah. 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 But it's also a big area it covers. Um, yeah. With like its yeah. breath. So. Yeah. If oh, they so all if they all nuts. fail in the they've opening round. They've been clocking up lately too. <laughs> and they've used some of those. Yeah, I think it's con thirteen. But again, it's a lot of people pointing out it's a CR five monster. Which yeah. is pretty easy for these guys. Yeah. He might have buffed bumped it, a bit. it up, yeah. Yeah, or it might not be the only thing. It, yeah, it there could be... be two of them, three of them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He always does that to his monsters. He always up arms them or gives them special weapons in some way. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. sometimes they're fighting these monsters and I know how many hit points they've got, and it's like, okay, that takes 97 points. He's like, hang on, it doesn't have. Okay, this oh, is a powerful. Yeah. Thing, that was like yeah. the fight with the cave fishes. Like they're fighting. I'm like, oh yeah, kind of sounds bad. It's like, oh, they're resistant to these things. I'm like, what? What are these yeah. things? Yeah. <laughs> How are they resistant? But I love yeah. the way he does it, though. I find my um, creations are a bit contrived sometimes. It's like, yes, this creature happens to have body armor on it, and it's. <laughs> 
So it's, I mean, I once up armored a dragon. I described like a, a dragon with an AC of Why? 20. Said like it's got, it's wearing <laughs> armor on it. And they were just like, I run up to it, hit it. I, I roll 27. That doesn't hit. Mm. Uh, <laughs> let's oh, run away. Oh. Mm. I, I do miss a little bit. One of my favorite things to do when I first started watching the show and then watching campaign one, I would sit with my laptop and I'd have the monster manual and all the, um, next to me and as soon as he would describe a creature i would pause and like try to open it up and find the creature oh. um because like that's how also how i was learning D &D, and d and it's like oh it's cool so can't wait to see if that's gonna <laughs> that's i was like oh, i can't it is nerdy. i've learned so much from these guys <laughs> but, yeah. but i miss i miss that now oh, because he's got so much homebrew stuff or he's got like up and uh up. Yeah. so it's like i think it's this i look at my book and i'm like i can't find it <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Reddit is your friend. You can map yeah. post all this stuff on Reddit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just I yeah, just I look at be... Twitch chat because they always spam what monster it is whenever you describe something. <laughs> I like to just kind of like skim read it. It's yeah. like when Jester went in to see the hag and was doing the whole deal thing and they were going, No, 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 no. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. MVP, MVP. That transition between the two is yeah. very fine. Very funny to watch. It is pretty funny. Uh, but then you'll get the random people that, you know, call them out on mistakes and stuff. And then it's just, oh, yeah. ah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Game. Yeah. They're having fun. And that's, There's that's still that moment from part. campaign one where they're just like, it's okay. He's just like shouting yeah. at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get over it. Like, it's a game. Yeah. I still yeah. want to see them make a t-shirt that says critical role. Your fun is wrong. <laughs> that, I thought that was a brilliant slogan yeah. in campaign one. And yeah. it never really... Picked it up. I think there is, there's or, I, it might be because there's already like a red bubble, I think, t shirt that um, says that your fun, um, is, yeah, your fun is wrong. That one was taken. I don't, I don't know what that is about people. It's interesting, like, uh, what, I, I like, take it to like they're passionate. The point of D&D is that yeah. everyone plays it differently, mm. and like, yeah. Even Wizards of the Coast say in the beginning, it's like, this is a guideline. Feel free to use it, use none yeah. of it, use bits of it, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I think it's, a large get... part of it is when you're watching the show for as long as you're like four hours every week, you do feel like you are a part of it to some sense, even just as an audience member, like you feel like you're, you become so invested in it. So I think some, oh, uh -oh. oh no, we lost Kiralee. We lost Kiralee. Oh. <laughs> and now the, now the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, the overlay's out <laughs> of whack. Look away. Look. <laughs> Don't look. Don't look. I'm looking. I won't be able like? to. I won't be able to fix it on the fly. So we'll just. Oh God. <laughs> I'll just, if I, if yeah, just I can go down like this. Yep. I can go <laughs> all the way down here. Yeah, we're still fine. <laughs> we're still good. Yes. Yeah, the chaos curve is attacking. All right, we're gonna finish the rest of the podcast like this. Uh, <laughs> this is how. This is how it's gonna be from now on. Um. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I have I have Phil in mind. Hi, Phil. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Although I can, can I get down? Hang on, where's that one? <laughs> I've only got one little box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your hands can be in it. <laughs> oh wait, there I am. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> Part in the of your face of will box. be in there. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I oh. guess, I guess if, um, do you guys have any, any, do you guys have any closing thoughts? 
any any final <clears throat> words on on this episode? Oh man, um, Matt's getting very good at the cliffhanger ending. He is. I'm getting tired of it. Almost, I'd like to have a nice ending, and and you all go to sleep and wake up the next morning. But he's getting. He seems to really revel and enjoy the. And that's where we'll pick up next week. And you're like, that's yeah. so well done, you absolute twat. Stop doing that. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Matt. It's, it's, a good, it's a good way to draw us into the next episode, even though we're all going to be there the next episode anyways. But, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I was watching the screen. I looked back at the like, I need to change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, so man. good. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for the next episode. Um, yeah. I hope. Uh, I think it's going to be a super exciting fight. I think hopefully we'll get some of Cad's family back on their feet, and then, like I said, my prediction is under dark. Yeah. So. I'm I'm calling it now. Um, the Gorgon is going to paralyze breath of them all, and they're all going to yep. fail their saving throw, and the campaign, the campaign ends next episode. Yep. Yeah. That's my yep. prediction. Um, <laughs> but I guess with all of that being said, we can go ahead and wrap up. Um. Everyone in chat, everyone watching home at YouTube, uh, let us know all of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions during that episode. We hope you enjoyed your stay, and um, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your Valentines, mm. and we Happy will Valentine's. see you all in the next oh, episode. Shit. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Final words. Oh yeah, all those things that we've been working. We have on things. We have. We yeah. have things. Um, um, yeah. Alana, so, yeah, if you want to. We've been working on a bunch of YouTube critters for the past two months or so, a Valentine's Day project. So yeah. if you go to our any of our YouTubes, really, any of um, critter YouTubes that you're familiar with, majority of us have become involved and we've all worked together to make some lovely, warm, fuzzy-feeling videos to show our appreciation of the cast and crew. Um, and just show why we love Critical Role so much. So mm. if you check out any of our Twitters, we've all tweeted about it. It's all on our YouTubes. And I think we've got about, I think there's like 14 or so videos, and there's a few yeah, more being added a bit later as well. So it's been really fun. This, I yeah. mean, this podcast kind of came out from that. Didn't yeah. It? Sort of yeah. Being able to communicate much. with all these people. And uh, <laughs> this podcast, look at it now. Yep, yep. and here we are. Here we are, everyone. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh, uh, I have it to auto, not put links, so I'll uh, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll fix that. Hopefully so. you didn't get timed out. Oh, he was timed out for one second. I'm sorry. No, you're, you're totally fine. I keep forgetting that I have to remove some some things from Streamlabs because I, I have it set to all their defaults and they don't like links. So I'll just have to worry about some stuff. But you're totally fine. Don't worry, you didn't break any rules or anything. You're all good. Um, yeah. But yeah, be sure to check out those videos. It was a lot of fun to make. You will probably cry because a lot of them are just so amazingly wholesome. And yeah, you'll get your hug fix, definitely. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, um, with all that being said, um, again, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you all next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>